10 years later, I would never have envisioned like here I am painting walls and like meeting for a commercial project. You're listening to Social Room Podcast, inspired by entrepreneurs. What's your story? We'll start with your birthday. guys welcome back to social room podcast i'm sage and i'm kate and happy wednesday yay happy week after thanksgiving fam exactly we made it it's almost december what two days away yes are you excited i mean christmas is my favorite time of year yeah i'm in the right audience i've got the right audience we love christmas around these parts exactly um we both already have our trees up when do you put your tree up typically Usually right around Thanksgiving, usually the day after, but we were traveling. We went back to Atlanta this past weekend for five whole days. That was a lot to be traveling and gone for that long and just like away yeah, from the, around own, the holidays too. Just away from your own bed and your house and your own routine. Like I kind of, yeah, it was nice to come back home and like be in my own bed. Oh, good. But um, yeah, so we actually put our Christmas trees up the day before we left. So last Tuesday. I think we put ours up on Tuesday. Yeah. Like a, it was the middle of the week. Yeah. Usually we wait until the weekend after Thanksgiving. Since everybody was always in town, we would go pick out. Our Christmas tree and cut it down the day or the Saturday after Thanksgiving. This is a great topic. Are you a real tree or a fake tree person? (laughs) I will be a real tree person again. Right now, I'm a fake tree person. I don't have kids yet. But one day in the future, when I have children and they're old enough to understand and have the experience, we'll definitely go get a real tree. But right now, I'm not cleaning up pine needles for myself. Like, uh, not necessary. We used to have a condo in Atlanta, and it was on the fourth story, and we got a huge, because we had 20-foot ceilings. What? Was it it the top floor? Yes. Oh, wow. The top floor. We got a Christmas tree one year, because growing up, we never really had real Christmas trees. We were a fake tree kind of family and to each their own but yeah. so we were like we want to get a real tree in our condo we have all this space and we went and got like a 10 foot real christmas tree and let me tell you that was such a bitch taking it down did you throw it down the out the window like 100 yes off the balcony onto the belt line in oh atlanta oh my gosh it was miserable i was cleaning up pine needles for like weeks afterwards yeah so. they're probably everywhere yes. that's i'm like i'm willing to do that work when we have children and like go start tree. the tradition with them but right now brenton and i would just we're like and then that way i can put up the fake tree whenever i want yeah right now so i think we just have like a seven foot tree it's not huge it's i've had it since i lived alone it's so nice you just pop it out of the box and it's just there and you just put ornaments up you don't have to deal with like string of lights yeah Yeah. okay well that kind of leads us a little bit into holidays yeah recommendations you want to start it off Yeah, so I just got actually the cutest little fluffy white pencil Christmas tree downstairs, and I got it at Belk of all places, and it was on sale for like $150 off. So if you haven't gotten Christmas decorations, go to Belk. I mean, nobody wants to go. Yeah, nobody wants to go to the mall this time of year, but go to the mall, or actually just order online because I'm your your spokesperson right now just go order some christmas decorations from belt because they are crushing it this year 
such good prices and really quality stuff. So Belk was actually a recommendation for Christmas decor. And then one of my favorite things growing up here in Charleston was going to the James Island Festival oh, of Light. I love doing that drive. So if you haven't done it yet or you don't know what it is, look it up. It's so much fun. It's got plenty of small businesses th- scattered throughout who have um, paid money to support the park. So you can go support them and go support the park and see some really beautiful lights. Yes. Oh, I love that. I will say try and get there early because that line gets so long, but it's so worth it. And Um, you can get some hot chocolate. Yeah, they have little vendors. They have food in the middle. Santa. The whole nine. You can bring your dog. Yeah. You can bring your dogs. Okay, well, I will also give a Christmas recommendation. So something Brent and I like to do is go to farmer's markets, especially around the holidays. There's so much handmade crafts. If you are traveling out of state, something we love to do, like we have family in Connecticut, so we like to get them local gifts. So like local candles or local honey from the farmer's markets and make them like little gift baskets. It's really great for grandparents. Perfect idea. Yeah, so we put those little baskets together from the farmer's market and we do those as gifts. That is one recommendation. The other recommendation I have for you guys is to go to the Charleston Place Hotel and look at the Christmas trees and the train set. It's so cool. It's just, yeah, it's such a vibe in there. And they do such a good job of like giving the Christmas feel. And they always have a piano playing. Yeah, or harp. Yeah. They always have a piano or harp. And it's just like that staircase. It's a whole, it's a whole moment in there. I really love it. It's a great recommendation. Yeah. They have kind of forget about it. Yeah. And they've got like hot chocolate. They have a little cafe. Check out the Charleston Place Hotel and Farmer's Market, the James Island Festival of Lights. And Belk for your Christmas decorations, yeah. Oh, and I was going to say earlier, the Thoroughbred Club is a great oh, yeah. place for a cocktail in the Charleston. Yeah, place. So yeah. Very moody and cozy. in one day. Yes, okay, well, we hope we kicked off your little holiday season, right? Happy Wednesday, guys. Before we get into it with our guest, you know the drill. We love to thank Fine Rugs of Charleston for being our partner. At Fine Rugs, you can expect exceptional service and the highest quality carpet. They offer a full array of soft surface floor covering products and services, including installation, cleaning, and restoration to residential and commercial customers. So if you plan to stop by their showroom, you can mention our podcast, Social Room Podcast, for 10% off your total purchase. Be sure to check them out online at www.finerugsofcharleston.com or in person at 1523 Meeting Street in Charleston, South Carolina. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. All right, today our guest is a talented artist, a renowned muralist, and also a Charleston native which is very rare these days. Her ability to create special and personalized forms of art that captivate the imagination of her clients and transform spaces is truly remarkable. Today, we will dive into her journey as a working mom of two, a wife, and a business owner. Please welcome the founder of Heidi Oates Art, Heidi Oates. Hello. I'm excited to be here. That was like the best intro ever. Oh my gosh, you girl. (laughs) We gotta gotta hype you up. We love it. We're so... 
so excited for you to be here. Yeah, I'm excited too. So why don't we start with your business birthday? Why don't you tell us what sparked your passion? Give the listeners a little background on how you got started with Heidi Oates Art. Okay, so I've been painting my whole life. I went to school for art, actually, and I quickly changed my major. At that time, I couldn't even afford the art supplies. I had to pay for college myself, and I couldn't afford the art supplies, so I had to change my major, which looking back, I'm like, what would my journey have looked like had I been able to perfect it more, you know, earlier or been able to tap into that at that age? But I, once I graduated and got a job in marketing, my heart was to always stay home with my kids. I knew after we had our daughter, I wasn't even pregnant yet with our son. So it was probably about 2011. I just had this like something on my heart, a little nudge. I remember being in a meeting and like, just feeling like you do not want to be here. Like you want to be at home and I'm, I'm a crier. So I'm probably going to cry just a heads up. Stop. You're going to make me cry. Please <laughs> don't. Yeah. Um, We've got tissues somewhere. I just remember being like, you need to be home with your kids. And at that time, I only had, we only had the one daughter and I loved my job. So I was like, where's this coming from? You know, and I was already doing art on the side just for fun. And I just felt this nudging to really pursue something that was just for me. And my mom was always a huge proponent of my art and just an encourager. And like, if you, you need to use this gift that God has given you. And I just didn't know what that looked like, how to make that happen. So after we had our son, I really started doing more artwork. I was working full time. My husband was traveling weekly. We lived three hours away. So we were away from my family, his family was close by, but my husband was traveling weekly. I had two small children under five years old. I was working full time. I had a very prestigious job, but I just really started my art business at that time just to see where it took me. And financially, we couldn't make it happen for me to quit working. But within a few months of me doing that and just staying true to that, my husband was given a job opportunity where I did have the chance to stay oh, home. That is so awesome. Yeah. So we moved and I was able to stay home and simultaneously start building my art business. And that was 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago, because our son was only six months old when we moved. And so I started just painting in between pockets of time of having this six month old baby. And we lived in a place, we lived in Florida for six months, didn't know anyone there and, you know, having a small kid. So it wasn't like the most ideal situation, but it really gave me the footwork into like what has been built from there. Did Um, you start painting murals and no, which is like looking back, I'm just mortified of what, which every artist does it. They see something they made, like, you're like, that's what I created. You're like, I need to get that off my portfolio. I'm like, no. I, I was scrolling through my Facebook. I'm like, ooh, like, but like, I started my business, which is so funny, making like back then, 10 years ago, like the wood signs were so popular with yes. like the words and stuff, you know, the farmhouse style signs and everything. So I started making those um, and I was making wreaths too. Oh, they got them. Yeah, which look, I was looking at this, which was like, those are really fun to make. So I started my business making wood signs and wreaths and doing uh, some calligraphy painting and stuff with that. And that is really what started and launched my business. So it's so funny to see like where that's come from. You know, 10 years later, I would never envision like here I am painting walls and like meeting for commercial projects yeah, and stuff yeah. and like such bigger you know, scale, larger huge. scale. So who would have thought like making a wreath and then 10 years progress, later, yeah. yeah, creating like a business that 
I mean, far exceeds what I ever made working as a marketing manager for a prestigious engineering firm, you know, and doing something that I love and simultaneously being able to be present for my kids like, and my husband. And that was something that was always important to me was that first and foremost, I'm a wife and I'm a, I'm a mom. And then everything else comes after that. Right. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Really that's like, by. yeah, it's very scary to trust in that, to trust in anything, any sort of feeling. So being yes. able to take that step, but you spoke about God earlier. So you kind of just took that as a sign yeah. that your husband got the new job and you guys were like, okay, well, it's finally lining up. Yeah. I mean, it didn't happen. Nothing ever happens on the time scale that you think or you want it to happen. Right. And you know, this was years later that I was able to stay home from when I feel like God put that little nudge in my heart. And I just kept being obedient and just making the steps, doing the work in the background and not knowing what micro steps. the full yeah. picture looks like. Right. And I think that's so important for any entrepreneur is like trusting that these steps, you don't even see where you're going. Like there's a quote that I love, like you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so good in like life and anything. And it's just like, if you don't take that step, you don't know what's going to happen. And so, I mean, I just feel like I'm so thankful that my husband was able to provide for us so that I could could do that you know that wouldn't have been capable but before that I was already doing the work you know I was building the brand and the business and I was bound to make it happen regardless yeah. no matter what it took so how did you get clients because 10 years ago we didn't have the social media platforms right. that we do now and I feel like we did but they weren't good they, no they were, they were not. <laughs> those they Instagram were not. filters I was like oh yikes <laughs> Like You're did we have so to, right. did oh, we have man. to put this filter on everything? Oh, it was a hundred percent too of the <laughs> yeah. filter. You couldn't edit yeah. it down at all. No. Like they full were commitment, bad. Right. Full commitment to yes. whatever. I would it was. say like so we lived in Florida for um, what part? We were in near Jacksonville okay. for like six nine months. Um, and again, that was something we thought was going to be amazing. My husband was traveling every week and like, we're like, finally, you have a place where you're going to be and we're going to see you and we're going to be a family. It's going to be amazing. But when we get there, he ended up working 80 hours a week. We never saw him. So in, that ended up being a situation where we felt like God was leading us there and then we were there and then it was just really hard, but it allowed us just to grow. I feel like in trust and take away some things that we thought we needed that we didn't. Opens really your eyes need. in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. But ultimately it led us back here and so my husband had a job opportunity open up in Charleston where we always wanted to move back prior to this we were up at school in near Charlotte North Carolina and he was able to get a job here and we always wanted to live here but you know when you're broken in college and married and have a baby, affording Charleston then was not on the game plan. Affording yeah. Charleston now right. is still, I mean, yeah. Charleston now it's is like, like barely on the game plan. Exactly. <laughs> so um, he got the opportunity for a job here. And so it kind of that situation there, even though it was really hard to still not see him and be around no family and have two small kids, it led us here. So it's really cool to look back and see like how... It, none of it was how I would have wanted to do it. That's what they right. say, though. If right. you make a plan, God's okay. going to change yeah, it. Yeah, if you want to like... make God laugh, tell him your plans. And, like, I can look back and see just, like, the goodness of it and how it led us here. And so I grew up here. I knew a ton of people. So I would say, like, my business started thriving just by word of mouth. Yeah. Like, most small businesses, that's how we thrive. Even in today's society, I mean, the word of mouth is, like, socially now or, on mm-hmm. you know, digitally. But, like, people are just, like... Hey, yeah, you you painted my friend's house and they sent me a picture and they don't even follow me on Instagram or anything, you know? They're like, oh, I don't even have Instagram. So, like, 
that still exists, you know, the word of mouth and... Yeah, you're right, though. I feel like it's gotten stronger because now people will post about it. So exactly. it's now, like, yes. word of... Reaches what? so many word more of people. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which definitely helps. Um, yeah, the reach has expanded. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So you were talking a little bit about how you've started your business to create freedom. Mm-hmm. Why was that so important to you? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I would say I never pictured myself being so motherly and, like, wanting to be this, like, mom that wants to stay home with my kids like growing up that was never on my radar like even I told my I tell my husband like we laugh about this now like our first date I told him I was like I don't want to get married anytime soon like maybe five ten years get married then have kids in our 30s and then I was pregnant like six months into us dating and so you were like and I'm like, okay, plans like if you want to make again. that laugh, yeah. tell them your plans. And so, you know, like that didn't work out how, again, I envisioned it, but like we fully believe his plan is always greater. And like we have this yeah. beautiful daughter who has changed our life for the good and has been the biggest blessing. And so it's been really cool to kind of grow up with her and see her and stuff. And Don't so, start like, crying. I know. I'm, not I'm crying. crying. I knew you are going to make me cry. Y'all, I cry when I'm happy. I'm sad. Like if I don't cry, something's <laughs> Yeah. Something's wrong I'll if I'm not crying. Silently. I'll try and be silent over okay. here weeping. I have speaking. chills over here after you talking about that. Yeah. That's just so beautiful. Yeah. It's um, so much trust. You have faith and you put so much trust in that. And so like we all sit here and we make these plans and try and go about our greater goal. Right. You didn't necessarily know the greater goal. No. And just kept working towards it, yeah. doing the little things to work towards that. Exactly. Like I had a plan. I had a vision. And I mean, that completely got... I boarded when I found out I was pregnant. I was going to move. I was going to move to New York with my best friend, live that like uh-huh. cosmos. I was going to work for Cosmopolitan, which I'm like, is that even around anymore? The, the Cosmo magazines? Like, Online was, somewhere. That yeah. was such yeah. a thing like 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, it just, it just got wrecked, but it was all for the good and I don't know where this need or like wanting to stay home came from. Was the need for freedom and staying home before or after getting pregnant? Do you think it they came after. hand in hand? No, it was like a few years into my career as a marketing manager, I just felt this nudge to be home with my kids and yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I didn't grow up in a house where my mom stayed home. You know, my mm-hmm. both my parents worked and I I honestly don't know where that came from but I think most entrepreneurs it's also like just the time freedom and like the freedom of wanting like you know like money is great but time is something like you can never get back yeah you never pay enough for time exactly and so like I wanted to be around and watching my kids and like that's something that I was going to talk about later but like having the non-negotiables like I'm only going to work you know when my kids are in school I want to be home with my kids for dinner I'm not going to work weekends and whatever that is but I think that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur you can create that you can mm-hmm. have that time, but it also could be like, you could also work 24 seven. I mean, there's, there's very fine line between like, you know, choosing to work all the time or choosing to have the beauty of it and make your own schedule. So do you ever have to work weekends? I have in the past, I mean, um, a project I'm working on right now is, uh, it's a huge school cafeteria. Yes. I was going to say, I feel like, yeah, which I was going to ask you about so that one. Fun. It's oh. been the best. You've been posting about like the kids coming up to you and what like, they're saying and the yes. little girl asking you to put hearts in the, yeah, what, the tentacles or something. Yeah, the they're like, you should put hearts all around this ocean. I was like, 
that is a great idea. Yeah. So I like yeah. duck little hearts like somewhere. Yeah, in the jellyfish oh, just my for gosh. her. I thought um, so cute. But it's been so fun. But like for that project, I'm mostly doing it during the day when they're not in the cafeteria, the kids. Okay. But I did have to do a couple like a Saturday painted all day. But I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. How long has that taken you start to finish? And, so, and are you done with it yet? Or no, no? Okay. I'm not done with it yet. So I'm going to hopefully finish up this week. I'm about 60 hours in right now, maybe 70 hours in. Wow. Um, a long that's, time commitment. It is. It's been like the past month doing it just within the pockets that they're not in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. which is they're in there for breakfast. And then they start lunch at like 1030. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. But, my um, sister has lunch at 1030 in yeah. high school. And I'm like, who yeah, eats like, that early? I don't even know if I've had breakfast yeah. at 1030. Yeah. When I work at the hospital, I have to eat like at 11 a.m. Yeah. So, like oh, a full on lunch. Right. Usually my leftovers from the night before. So I'm eating dinner. You're eating at dinner at 11 a.m. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. do it. Um, so do you get paid hourly? Do you charge hourly? Is it different per project? I know you usually have a fee for the residential, but this is commercial, right? Yes. This is like a commercial project. So basically for any project I look at, you know, what is square footage? How much time is it going to take me? And then also materials, obviously with this huge, I mean, it's a cafeteria at an elementary school, so it's massive, three huge walls. Um, the materials on that were very expensive. And so, yeah, you could just kind of have to look at how much time it'll take you, the square footage, and go from there and hope you don't underestimate. If you overestimate, yeah. great. If you underestimate, right. that's what sucks. And you're still, at least for me, like, I, I commit to that price. I'm not going to, you know, say, well, actually, it took me longer than I thought, so I'm going to charge you more. Okay. Um, it's good to have integrity in your yeah. business. Yeah, and so just... Knowing, you know, like, I'm getting better at quoting. I feel like in the beginning of me painting the murals, that was difficult to know, like, really how long it's going to take. Like, I think I charged, like, $400 for a project that ended up taking me, like, a whole week. No, you're kidding. Yes, because I just had no idea at that time, like, how long. Right, you can try and conceptualize it, or you can try and paint one of your own walls and say, like, okay, it took me this Mm -hmm. much time. Exactly, and I remember just being in tears, like, like, I mean, this has taken me 40 hours for, I mean, like, I think I added it up. Like, it was, like, literally, like, 40 hours. What is that? Like, I don't know. $10 an hour? $10 an hour. Oh, my goodness. Not including you imagine. (laughs) Like, it might have even been less than that. I don't know. I remember I mean, being really... Those are the less people that you learn. People make more than... I, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never doing this again. But then so, you learn from yeah, that. And exactly. Forward. So that's, exactly. that's good. So that's I feel the, like since doing the murals, like, I've perfected that a little bit more. But there's, like, also a risk in, well, I don't want to overquote because right. then what if and they go with some other bid? Exactly. Yeah. Do you, were you competing mm-hmm. with anybody else for this commercial project or did no. somebody kind of recommend you or how did that happen for they this school? They came to me. Um, they came to me. I think they had gotten a quote from someone else and it was, like, outrageous. Mm-hmm. I went in and they're like, what do you think about this price? I was like, okay. So it's good to me. I'm like, if that's, if that's what you want to pay, be perfect. Did you yeah. get the inspiration and like start the drawing yourself, or did they come to you and ask for something? Like, yeah, they how'd had, you find the inspiration? They had nothing planned, like which I always love when people have some kind of idea of what they want, like just a general idea, like 
we love palm trees. Great. This is what I think we should do. Or, you know, whatever it is. But they had zero clue. Oh, man. Um, but their logo <clears throat> was is a sea turtle. So I'm like, well, why don't we do something? So that was a little bit easier to think yeah, of. You know, like, go. what if we do a huge seascape? And so, Especially being here in Charleston. Right. And incorporating well. some of that. Um, I feel like maybe even for a commercial things. project, you can get a vibe of, like, yeah. what the company is. Or if it's a school, like, okay, it's elementary. I know the ages of people who are going to be in here. But in a home, right. people are like, do whatever yes. you want. You're like, I don't know your style. <laughs> and that's really you. difficult. Yeah. So this morning, actually, I went and looked at someone's home and they had a general idea. They showed me some samples of wallpaper they were looking at. They're like, well, we don't want to do wallpaper. So that helped me give an idea. But yeah, the people who I walk in their home, they're just like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like the same people who go to the nail salon and they're like, do whatever, or go get their hair cut and they're like, do whatever. And then they probably hate it's not, after. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. They're like oh, disappointed. Why right. did you do this? Yeah. So I try to guide people and give them ideas to help them narrow it down. And then I always I provide like a mock up or something yeah. just to show them. Like, yeah, guys, just so you know, Heidi painted the mural in our studio. studio. So mm-hmm. we were just speaking about palm trees. So when you guys see the photo of us, she yeah. did this artwork for us and we are obsessed All we with did it. Was give her a little mug and she ran with it from there yeah we were like this mug we picked out some colors which Mm -hmm. color matching is hard super hard oh my gosh it takes forever it does so like if people come to me and they want to they know what color they want i'm like thank Thank you you. and so people this morning looking at the blacks the black colors and stuff i'm like if you could go, that would be great because what will happen is I'll go and I'll go get samples and then I'll show them to you and you'll hate them. Then I'll have to go back and get samples. Or and, they'll think they like them, but right. then it comes out blue on the wall exactly. or something. And it's better to put the decision yes. on that. Red. Exactly. Yes. So I love when people come to me with ideas. Um, I'm happy to help people think about stuff, but I'm not a designer, you know, and that's what I have to like. Yeah. remind others of as well as like I'm an artist I'm not an interior designer so like if you can come to me with a vision I'm more than happy to share things I've seen but I can't come up with a design for you do you work with interior designers have you started yes. to do that yes which has been really fun um, are you like earlier on in the process now when you work with them or is it like maybe renovations or how does that look? So I'm working with one actually right now um, where they are almost done with a complete renovation of a house in Mount Pleasant and their bathroom. They want to do something fun in it. So me and her have been working and this has been a little bit more intense than I typically do with an interior designer. I've sent so many like mock-ups like on my actual, I have an art studio under my house, like it's now covered with like random designs everywhere, even specifically for this designer. But it's been really fun to do because she came to me with something that I've already done. So that was easy and we've kind of tweaked it and modified it for her client. So it's taken something that I'm comfortable with doing that I've done a million times, but I feel like it's it's helped me grow and make it even better. And so that's something I'm working on. And later on this year, I'll be working on something for a designer that it's basically the whole house. And so that's exciting. What? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's going to be... Stuff four rooms I think and do they all go together are they all different vibes they're all a little bit different which is fun it's designs that I've done we're going to take them again and tweak them a little bit but she like she knew exactly what she wanted I was like this is amazing thank you she's like love this for this this for this these are the colors we love and I'm like okay well I love you um (laughs) but it's been really fun I've worked with a few designers recently and it's that's been really fun to do 
just thankful and appreciative that they're reaching out to me. I, you know? I feel like that work is going to come your way more now yeah. because once you get the word of mouth of just like your average residential client, the designers start to see what you're doing and start to like pick up on that. I just right. feel like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. And maybe you want that, maybe you don't, but yeah. what an opportunity to like exactly. work on the front end with a designer who has a vision and knows a little more of how to make things flow right? instead of the average homeowner who's like, I really love this. And then they're, they oh, really love place. pink, but everything <laughs> else is like, I don't know. Right. Yellows or something. I don't know. Which yeah. actually that could go. But which, do you use just standard paint from a home store when you do these? Or yes. what kind of paint do you use for your projects? So typically I use, yeah, I'll go to, I love going, there's a little Ace Hardware by my house. And I just love supporting them because I feel like it's a local little like cute business. It's called Sweetgrass Hardware. It's by, it's in Mount Pleasant. And it's the cutest, if y'all are ever in Mount Pleasant, y'all just got to go there. It's the cutest place ever. Um, they have like a little antique shop in the back oh. and like, I don't know. It's just so that cute. sounds amazing. Yeah. You're perfect for interior designers. <laughs> <Yes>, exactly. <laughs> and so I like going there. Uh, unfortunately, they don't open till eight. So I can't oh. always go there because I start really early. Um, so yeah, I just go to a paint store and get, mm-hmm. you know, Sharon Williams, whatever kind of paint they want or have. But typically yeah. people will send me samples they want and I'll go get those and then bring them. And a lot of places can do the color match, but what I'm learning is the color match doesn't always match. It doesn't. It doesn't. I've like had to deal with that before where you bring it and they're like, we can't get as close as you want us to get. This is as close as we can match the color. And that's super frustrating. Or like, yes, you're like, okay, well, there's gotta be a color that's similar already. Exactly. Yeah. That's difficult thing. Color matching. As far as like buying supplies, when you first started, you weren't doing these big murals. So what did that initial investment look like? I mean, honestly, for art business, all you need is some paint and some brushes. And y'all, I get asked all the time, like, where do you get your brushes? I get my brushes from Walmart and they are my favorite brushes. I have bought expensive brushes from other craft stores and my absolute favorite brushes are a pack that I get from Walmart. And every time I go there, I just stock up. So, I mean, I would say like a few hundred dollars, Okay. Um, which is not, you know, not ridiculous. And that was something that I kind of, I had already built up prior to staying home when I did 10 years ago. But even when I really started doing the wall paintings and the murals, it was stuff I already had. Yeah, working with what you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the first mural I painted, it was in my bathroom. I was sick that day, and I was home. I was bored. I had seen something. Brandy Fox has a beautiful mural in their uh, entryway in the Hotel Emmeline. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm like, I could paint that. And I I know that's wallpaper, but I can paint that. So I just like played around in my bathroom and I posted on Instagram and it was like with a can of paint we already had in the garage and like one of my Walmart paintbrushes. And I just did it in the bathroom and I posted on Instagram and that was how my wall like mural business took off. Wow. Was just me painting in my husband's oversized t-shirt in my pajamas. Yeah, with stuff I had at home. So I think we think like this is going to be astronomical why even pursue it when in reality, like if you just break it down, it's really, you don't really need Mm -hmm. these huge, you know, expenses to get started with. And what you spoke about earlier, taking the little steps, Mm -hmm. doing the little things. Like if you just do the littlest thing every day towards something you love, like that is going to, whatever you pour into, you're going to see that return in your life. Exactly. 
I think that's super important because all of the little signs you made and right. everything else that you'd painted got you to that point and you probably had that paint for something else you were working on exactly. and those brushes for something else you're working on. So yeah, if that becomes the biggest part of your business, which it seems like it has, mm-hmm. all of those little steps you took got you there. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I would say like ladders, like my dad gave me a 10-foot ladder. He's like, I don't need this ladder anymore, you know? Like, just yeah, use your resources. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that's great. And so... We were talking, my husband and I initially, or recently were talking about investing in some scaffolding. But you can rent it from Lowe's for like $30 for a week or something. So it's like, you don't need to have all of that right away. That's all the overhead. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Makes a lot of sense just to rent if you don't need to have, because then you have to store that kind of a thing. And who knows if like you want to continue to do these huge murals over and over again which I was wondering, what is your favorite type of project to work on? Like, do you like the repeating patterns of the wallpaper <laughs> or do you love the murals? Honestly, right now, like I am loving the commercial projects I'm doing where I feel like I can be more creative. Yeah. Like I, I love the hand-painted wallpaper. It's, it's steady. That's going to be around. Um, that's not going anywhere. But what I really love and enjoy doing is like being at the school and painting ocean creatures on the wall. Like that is so fun to me because I can kind of, I can use more of my creativity rather than using a step and repeat pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've even told my husband, I was like, I would do this for less money just because it's so much more fun. And for I feel work. like I'm using my creativity more, you know, and using more of those gifts. So I would love to do more of the murals that are actually like paintings. I actually, right before this, I met with another business and I'm excited about, um, and I proposed doing a, an actual mural. They just wanted their logos on the wall. I'm like, what about this huge white wall over here? What do you think about a big mural of like a Charleston scape? And I'm oh like, gosh. actually, yeah, that would be really fun. And so that's um, exciting. Yeah, that was really exciting. And I think just putting yourself out there and just throwing out these ideas, because if you don't they don't know it. These people no. that are coming to you are not the creative ones. Exactly. They're not the ones with the vision. So when they come to you, they're putting trust in you initially. I think that's awesome to recognize. Right. Good for you for yeah. say, like you putting yourself anything, out there. They're never going to know. Right. right. It's, it's going to be a no. If you don't throw it out there, it's always going to be a no. So why not? What is it? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Shoot your as, shot. we don't know what's, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, but, you know, they started off as they just wanted a logo painted. It might turn mm-hmm. into something bigger. So you just never know. Yeah. That's awesome that you recognize the potential in yeah. things and. Like you said, putting yourself out there. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, since you're kind of getting a little bit more steady in this business and more involved and kind of perfecting it, I want to know what are some of the challenges that you still kind of face and that you're still overcoming as a business owner? Because, mm-hmm. you know, being an entrepreneur, you have to face challenges almost every day. You're relearning something or learning a new technique. So yeah. what are some challenges you're going through right now? I would say my biggest challenge is I am the queen of overcommitting, and um, that is very hard when you want to also have time with your family and also have a social life and also exercise. You know, I'm the queen of overextending myself. So something I've been really trying hard to do for the past several years, which I've not always been good at, is to just say no to things even projects that I don't feel like align with like my style. 
which that's kind of hard to do is turning away business. But um, I feel like life is too short and I don't want to do something just because there's money at the end of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, recently I had to tell a designer, like, look, you can get someone like a, a paint, like a, just a painter to do something like that. Like you don't need me to do that. Oh, wow. Um, and so saying no to things is, is a challenge, but it's also like gives you that freedom, the time freedom. So something that I think is a challenge for all business owners, my husband as well, because we own another business together is just the time, you know, cause you could be working 24 seven and that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those boundaries and those non-negotiables, in your business, I think is so important, especially when you have a family or a husband or whatever, having those things that you're going to say like, okay, well, every day I'm doing X, Y, Z before I do this, you know? Um, and I think as women, like just because you can do it all, doesn't mean you always should do it all. And that's something I struggle oh my with. Gosh, that is such, yeah. a, such a struggle. Yeah, it is. And that can even come out in your business too. If you're taking on all these projects, you start to right. hate what you're doing because you don't even like half the projects you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so like just staying true to yourself, I think is important in any business. And that might mean saying no to projects, but I also feel like something greater will come from that, you know? Yeah. Like there's a book like the the best yes like saving your yes for like a better one you know instead of being a yes man yes (laughs) instead of saying yes to absolutely everything um so that's something I'm continually always struggling with is like I I'm a doer I want to do everything but that doesn't mean I always should do everything um so I would say that that's a challenge and uh, recently I've been thinking, I'm like, should I get an assistant? Like someone just to come and help me like finish up some projects or like grab you know, the samples yeah. maybe. Yeah. Like anything like that. Typically around the holidays, I do get someone to help me just with, cause I do some other things as well, like, um, markets and stuff or sell some things. So, but I'm, I've been really contemplating something like that is, uh, it's hard. I feel like for people to ask for help and, Delegate. Yeah, Mm -hmm. delegate. And that's something like, and especially the more my business has grown, like having to do that and realizing like, that's okay. Like, again, just because you can't do it all doesn't mean you should do it all. Plus, as a pain. yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. Scaling a business yeah, in general growing. is a huge thing. That yeah. that's like the next step for any entrepreneur. Is like mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you're ready to scale and hand off some of the duties to someone else. It opens up your plate to like right. whatever else you could be doing yeah. or more projects or like if you're free from this task, then you can take on something else. Exactly. So yeah, that is very exciting for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes be able to like grow into something bigger than just you know that little one-man shop that you started now you can grow it into a thriving business with multiple employees and that'll bring its own slew of challenges (laughs) eventually you will have like other people who do the same thing like you'll teach people what you do or do you not see getting that big yeah so that's something i've actually thought of i'm like how could i because when you're an artist, it's like, how can you trust them? Really how can you that? trade off yeah. or pass off yeah. your skills like, or your like, style? Yeah, and people are hiring like you and they know you and your work. And so like, that's something I've been trying to think about. So I know other muralists who do bring in people to help finish up stuff or like even in here, like with shading and stuff on different projects, like mm-hmm. that stuff you can get an assistant to come in and help with. So I've been following and really learning from some other muralists who I admire and just seeing what they do. 
and kind of following their footsteps and using them as mentors to kind of guide me. Um, what if like the person you hired did the patterns, right? Like the repeated and you did the initial and then they repeated. Or, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not an artist <laughs> that way. So yeah, that's all stuff I've been thinking about. So I actually texted one of my girlfriends. She is an artist too, and she's kind of getting started. Um, and I'm encouraging, encouraging her in that. But I was like, uh, are you all caught up on your, she does house portraits, house portraits. And she's like, yeah, actually I'm, I'm like, Okay, well, uh, do you want to view my assistant? Like, Can you come help me, please? Yeah, like this, this massive project that I'm working on, like there's stuff she could do. Oh. Um, and so I'm like, you want to just come help me knock this out and finish this up so I can not spend another right. few Move weeks. Move on with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so. what's fun as an entrepreneur too, is you get to choose your team. You get to choose who you want to spend your time with outside right. of, you know, like your family and all that. So yeah, that's a really choosing who you work with yeah, and who you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was wondering who your support system is. Cause I know you mentioned your husband mm -hmm. a lot and your family mm -hmm. a lot. Do you have a set of really good friends or what? Who are your people that support yeah. you through all this? So I have a group of friends who, when I first started doing the wall paintings, I, well, they all basically reached out to me. They're like, will you do my house? Will you do my house? Will you do my house? I'm like, yes. And then I'm going to use it for marketing purposes. So this is like my hype crew. Like any good news I get or anything I'm doing, they're constantly like, that is amazing. You are awesome. We love you. Like they just make me feel so good. Or like, I'll be like, hey guys, what do you think about this? And they're like, we love it. Yes, do it. And I think it's so important for women to have like a group of women who just hype you up. Yeah. Like in the background. Like unconditionally. Yes. Yeah. Or like even, you know, even say like, actually, I don't love that, Heidi. And that's okay. Yeah. Like an honest set of yeah, people like, that I have your back. Exactly. But not a negative. Right. Like, honest but not negative. Right. Like or have like constructive criticism. Like, well, what if you did this? Or what What if you did that? And so. It helps to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Like, so helps on like having your squad or yes. your crew. After you posted, recently you'd posted something about how you were going to be on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We, on our page, got so many followers. Yeah. I, yes. And I think that they were people that I've seen you tag before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's got a, yes. she, all of her friends are going to support. That's so awesome. They really are. So I have a group of girls. Um, I have some old like college girlfriends that are just, I mean... They, they didn't even know. One of them's not on Instagram or social media anything. She's like, you didn't tell me you were doing this? Because one of our other friends was like, good luck on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. And this is like my best friend. She's like, you didn't tell me you were doing this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way. You're like, uh, I know. So publicly. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forget. You, yeah. um, but she's like, that's amazing. And so, yeah, I think it's so important. And I feel like that's something, too. I didn't have, like a huge group of girlfriends my whole life, you know, like I had like a few solid ones, which I try to tell my daughter, I'm like, it's so much better to have a couple quarters than a million penny or like, mm -hmm. you know, 40 yeah. pennies. Like it's better to have those quality, like girls that are going to have your back. Um, and I feel like now at almost 40, that's like something that I, I have now. And so this group of girls, like they let me paint their houses. They let me take pictures and they're always sharing with their friends and stuff. And they're just like my biggest encouragers and supporters. So whenever I have something new, exciting, like I tell them and they're just like, yes, that's amazing. But I need you to paint one more room at my house first before you get to <laughs> oh, it. Oh my gosh. Right, don't forget the yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. 
Shout so and they're like, and we want the friend discount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. And naturally, yeah. you're like, I guess I could sign yeah. up your way. <laughs> so yeah, um, I have a, a big group of friends that I feel like encourage me and cheer me on, which is so important. And I'm lucky to have my family here. You know, my mom, my grandma, my dad, my sister, my aunt, like all live here, growing up here and stuff. So yeah, they all have my back. That's awesome. That yeah, it's so cool. So being a mom, I know it's really important to you and mm-hmm. sharing that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So tell me what your day-to-day looks like to where you can fit in, you know, being a mom and also a business owner. Like, do you have set mm-hmm. times where you shut off at night and it's like, say no more on my phone? Mm-hmm. Or do you get most of your work done in the morning? Like, tell yeah. us. Yeah, so my kids are in school. Um, we did homeschool for a couple of years, so that was a little difficult to, like, have was that during COVID or was that during COVID? I would like to talk about that afterwards. I loved homeschooling. I would, I would honestly keep doing it. Actually, that's why I started doing this is because they're the mall and the murals is because my kids were going back to school and I was having a complete identity crisis. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like I've been staying home and like homeschooling them. And like, what am I? And like, that's when I painted my wall and people freaked out. So this was kind of birthed from having another identity crisis after homeschooling my kids but uh, every day I wake up I I get my kids ready for school I take one kid to school my husband takes the other because they both have to be there at the same time so we switch off who's bringing who different schools or the same yeah different schools and then I typically go straight to whatever project I'm working on so I I try to just do again this is me over committing I try to do two projects a week Uh, sometimes that comes out to be three times a week and especially if it's a project where it's going to take more than one day. Um, so I'll immediately go and work after I drop off one of the kids. So it's about eight o'clock and then I'll work until I'm done. And if I'm not done by three o'clock, I leave because my son gets home at three 30 and I want to be home when he's home. And so if I don't finish that day, I will just go back the next day. So I try to leave some margin in my schedule in case I do have to go back and finish up a project, which that's something that I've been really working on as well. It's just leaving that margin in my schedule for in case I do need to extend a project or whatever that is. And then, or typically my son's home. He likes to chill for a little bit. My daughter, she's a teenager. She's never home, never know where she is. (laughs) Either at a friend's house or she rides horses. So she's at the barn and then I'm prepping dinner and I am not a Pinterest Instagram worthy cook. And that is something I have acknowledged and I am okay with. I'm never going to be sharing these elaborate meals. But you shared a three ingredient meal the other day and it looked amazing and doable. Yes. People who are busy. So that is relatable in itself. And I loved that you posted that Trader Joe's meal. Girl, that was amazing. Yes. Okay, Trader Joe's you five items or less. Trader Joe's is a life win. Yeah, win always. It's a lifesaver. So, like, if you send me something with eleven ingredients, I will never make that ever in my or life. Or like a two-hour prep time. Yeah, I, or, or if I start do, this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> if I do, I will hate myself the entire time, and I'm like, why are you doing this? So it's like, know who you are. Like Heidi, you are not a chef. You are not like this. Is not bring you joy. Like whatever. So. I love those Trader Joe's five items for last oh, meals. Goodness. I was and, like, um, I can't wait to go to Trader yes. Joe's. It was like three items. Yes. And Gosh, you didn't have it to cook so it. so good. You just put it together. Oh, it looked so good. It was delicious. 
Um, My daughter didn't love it, but she's she's 15, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, her, that's the excuse for anything yeah. that your daughter she's doesn't 15. agree with. She's 15. She's 15. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, um, we're home, you know, and that's one of the non-negotiables we have. Like, we're going to eat dinner as a family. Like, that's something important to me. That's something my parents instilled in us. We did it every single night. And back then, I hated it. But now, it's something really important to me. So, we're home. We're making dinner. But I try to keep my work hours when the kids are in school and this past summer I was able I took off most of the summer I did a couple few projects here and there when they were in camp and everything but yeah I think a few weeks when I was at home my son he's like the biggest mama's boy ever like ugh. He's just can ask for his mom. When he gets sure. older, he's going to be like, you said that, and it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. And my friends tease me. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> yes. But he, like, was like, yeah, I just don't really like, like, I was gone, like, a couple days during the summer, like, working on a project at a school. And he was like, yeah, I just don't like, like, you working. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm so sorry. That, that's inconvenient for you, buddy. I love yeah. you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but do you realize, like, how fortunate You're like, you are? Well, that bike I got right, you. Exactly. Like, I'm like, do you realize, like, I don't really work like yeah. most of your other friends' parents? He's like, like Mom, if you could be around every moment that I'm around, that'd be great. Exactly. That's oh, so sweet. That's so cute. That's all you could ever want. I know. Mom, I Stuff feel like. like that gives me baby fever. Yeah. Like, seeing babies, obviously, is oh, so yeah. cute. But hearing about the relationships between yeah. moms or dads when they're older kids, mm-hmm. it's just like, I love that. I can't wait for that. I can't yeah. wait to just have these best friends that hate me or love me. Like yeah. a teenager. I hate yeah, you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've accepted that that's coming, but yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. All right. Well, Should we're going to start having to transition fun. to a yes. game. Okay. All right. So I'll take this or that, Sage. And then yeah, you want to do the love it or leave it? Yeah, we'll start with this or that, and then I'll take over for the love it or leave it. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay, so are you a night or a morning person? Definitely morning. I'm in bed by 8 p.m. Like, we were talking, y'all were talking about putting phone away. Like, if you text me after 8 o'clock, like, I'm not going to text you back. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. My phone is away. I have my bedtime reminder on my watch at 8.45. (laughs) Like, yeah, definitely morning person. You are my husband. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Watercolor or acrylic? I love watercolors. They're not my best medium, but I'm still going to always choose watercolors. I'm definitely better at acrylic, but I love watercolors. Yeah. All right. Know your truth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Neutrals or pops of color? Definitely color. Yes. Love me some color. I was a little surprised by that answer. I thought you were going to say neutrals. Well, you got a white, you know. Look at these fun shoes. Oh, I see them now. Wow. Those are so fun. Does Brooklyn like those shoes? Oh, yeah. She wears them. Yeah. Uh, Can you guys share shoes? Oh, yeah. What? That's Dream. great. Her foot is actually bigger than mine, but yeah, she can wear these. So you get them back and you're like, you stretched them out yeah. again. She's like, oh, you're creasing your Jordans. I'm like, oh my God. You're like, you crease them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did. Okay. She actually wore these at homecoming. They had a homecoming. I saw. And she oh, wore like a I saw that she had some really yeah. cool shoes yeah. on. Yeah. How fun that kids are doing that these days. Because my sister never wears a sandal or a heel. She always has Jordans or Vans on or Converse. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even try. We're not even like, do you want to maybe consider a sandal with that dress? We don't even try it. No. No. Yeah. But good for them. Comfort. I wish we knew comfort when we were younger. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Fiction or nonfiction? 
So I'm a huge reader. A group of girls I was talking about actually was my book club. Girl. I was going to ask yes. if this yes. is part of Extra AF yes. Book Club. Extra AF Book Club. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are really fun. I love, uh, this is hard. I love fiction, but I really love uh, historical fiction. I and, too. um so I like that that kind of includes like some of the nonfiction stuff too, but I love historical fiction. I'm kind of a nerd at heart and yeah. nerd out over that stuff. So Are you like World War II? I girl? love World War II stuff. Um, yeah. Just, I, I love like The Nightingale is my favorite book ever. Me too. Yes. 100%. My book has like fallen apart because yeah. I've like read it so many times. And... I've never heard of it. Oh book. my gosh. Well, if, you wanna, if you want to be sad and cry, read The Nightingale. Oh, but it's so good. So good. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to give it a read. Okay. If Kate's book is still in yeah, good we, condition. We can glue it back yeah. together. All I do is then that's what I do while I paint. Like people are like, How do you read so many books? I'm like, I literally listen to books oh, for yeah, eight book. hours a day. Like that's what I I'm need doing. to switch yes. from podcasts to books or maybe just mix them no, in. Don't do that, listener. Yeah, no, yeah. don't do you that. You just have to figure out balance. Well, it's a healthy balance. Like, Why don't you listen to some stuff that might be like beneficial for us? And I'm like You're like, This is beneficial. Like, but that's like so boring. Yeah, <laughs> like me listening to like like how to become a millionaire book like no that'll be so boring to yeah me. <laughs> oh. okay vacation or staycation definitely a vacation um i think being a business owner it's so hard to find that time to escape and my husband and i both owning businesses i'm like take me anywhere take me to Royal beach anywhere I don't else care. Yeah. yeah it's like just literally anywhere I guess we can head on over and love it or leave okay, it. Okay, just a couple quick trends that okay. I'm curious if you love them or you could just leave them. Okay. Okay, the green cabinets. I love them. Me too. Yes. I'm like, yeah, put color in your kitchen. Yeah. And green is timeless. Do you think it's like. do you think it's gonna be timeless? I don't know. I feel like it depends on the green. It depends okay. on the green for sure. Yeah. It like I love that like green. dark hunter green. Is that what you're like with gold? Like, an, like a I like a little Rich. warmer. Yeah, like some more yes. emeralds. Yeah. Or like there's a color called artichoke by Sherwin Williams okay. that I think is stunning. Okay. Arched entryways or just arches in general. Love it or leave it. I say leave it because it reminds me of my time in Florida and I did not like my time in Florida. Uh, <laughs> all the houses have like arched entries. Does it and, remind like, you of Europe? And, yeah. You know, like, oh, I don't know. Like bad memories. There is something about Florida. All the homes there yeah. just have this same similar yes. look. And I'm just like, I thought this was a big interior design state. Yes. What, you guys need to get with the time. It's so different from here. It's like, so it's dated. so different. Yeah. We think we're behind in Charleston, but... Yeah. Let me tell you, Florida. Yeah, no. They're behind. Okay. Paneled appliances, or do you like the stainless steel fronts? I don't know if I've seen a paneled one. So built in, basically. Oh, I do like that. I've seen like. When it looks like a cabinet, when the fridge looks like part of a cabinetry. I do like that, yes. I've seen some like refrigerators like that. Very custom. Yeah. I think that's. I like that. So love it. I love it, yeah. (laughs) Here to stay. Yeah. Um, Black accent walls. Love it. That's, I actually, that's the house I was just looking at this morning. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we should definitely do black. Like they, their whole house was white and they're like, we just want to do something fun in here. And I'm like, black. Yes. That would be <laughs> black. But like, let's add some gold into it oh, and like white goodness. and like yes. really make it classy and elegant looking. So yes, yes okay, I well, love black. I was about to say you better. I, I know, right? Well, <laughs> as she walked past Kate's main room. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, I like it a lot. Yeah. Keep it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, 
there's a couple other questions we have for you. Okay. Just a couple of really quick ones. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Yay, no. another and Christmas favorite one. on this podcast. We're keeping a tally. I'm the only Halloween lover in this world, I guess. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, your least favorite color to paint with, I guess. Or just in general. Oh, something, something you just mm. don't like looking at. I have mine. That's hard. Um, Kate's wearing mine. You gray. don't like gray. gray. Oh, I, I like gray. gray. I oh. like specifically only wear grout fits. Like I like grout fits. I like a grout fit. I like gray clothes, but gray in general, just seeing it applied on a like standalone item, I just mm. it bugs me. I don't know. I would say like the least color, the color I least use or gravitate to would be like purple, and I don't know why. Like it's not like I, I don't think purple's like, hard. Yeah, it's to not incorporate. like I don't, like love the color. I mean like. It's not like a color I love. So maybe that's why. But yeah, I, I never use purple in anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Except your nails. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> they are so fun. I love that. But that's, that's so like weird. a lilac. That's a different. Yeah, no, it's soft. But to paint with that or to use that in a home, I don't it know wouldn't, why. it would be hard to design with that yeah. color. Yeah. But on your nails, I yeah. love. That's, that's really yeah. funny. How do you de-stress? I read. I paint. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, you're always Your painting. Your job like, is yeah, like, like, you're always painting. I'm like, I know, because I actually like just enjoy painting too. Like, yeah. it's what a life hack. Yeah, like, just solve. If it. you yeah. do something you love, you'll you never work a day in your life. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I wake up, I paint in the mornings just for fun while I'm listening to like my Bible recap stuff. Um, I exercise, which that's like one of the non-negotiables I was talking about earlier. Play tennis with my husband, which isn't always a de-stressor, because a lot of times she makes me really mad. Um, a little competitive yes, side. Yes, yes. Uh, just being outside. I love being outside. Anything outside, walking, beach, boat, anything. So nice. What is your favorite place in Charleston? This could be anything. Okay. Restaurant or just place to go. Oh, hard. Um. I love Sullivan's Island when it's not overcrowded, which it's starting this time to come. Of year. Yeah, become more overcrowded. I love going to eat on Sullivan's Island. I love parking and walking. I love dreaming out, like just looking at houses and just dreaming, yeah. like one day maybe. I have like alter egos. Like one of them wants to live on Sullivan's in like a little shack and like have a golf cart. The other wants to live in McClellanville, like by no one in the woods with like yeah. ten yeah. acres of yeah. land and nobody can see your yeah. house from the road. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, probably my absolute favorite would just be like on the beach yeah. with no one else out there. Yeah. I love being on the beach and by the water. Yeah. This time of year is perfect. So all the tourists have started to leave. Yes. It's a little cool and crisp at night mm -hmm. or in the mornings, but so relaxing still to get that good sun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Most important question of the day. Which of our lovely spunky grannies do you like the most? And explain to the listener what it looks like. And why you like her. Man, that's tough. I was literally, when I was looking at this earlier, I'm like, I want to be like all of them. I know. No. They inspire us. That's why we have them incorporated here. We just, we love them so much. They're just I, the vibe. I think this lady up here in the top left, because yeah. like she just looks like she doesn't care about anything in the world right now. You know, like she's just yes. like living her life and like she's not even looking at the camera. Like, she's, she's like, I don't care that you're here. Like, she yeah, she's not caring about anything. And like, I wish I could be more like that, like more chill, zen, and check out. 
which those are qualities that don't come naturally to me. So <laughs> I would say that's like what I would want her. to be like. I'm probably more like the woman below her who's looking like you're sassy, <laughs> and sassy, sassy with an attitude. Like my <laughs> <The> top <laughs> left with a hint of top bottom. <laughs> yeah. Um, hint of bottom left. Yes, yes. That is so funny. Uh, oh, that's so fun. Well, thank you for spending time with us today. And do you want to share any projects you have coming up or anything exciting that you're looking forward to for your business? Yeah. So I have some um commercial stuff that I'm excited about coming up that I'm working on. Once I get some designs and stuff together uh, within the next year, I am hoping to have a partnership with a wallpaper design. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so yes. exciting. So that's something that is kind of in the works right now. Um, oh, I haven't been huge. very vocal about it just because I don't know where that's going to lead. But that's something that uh, is working behind the scenes that I'm hoping to have an official announcement next year. So. That yeah. is so exciting. That's real exciting. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Where can people find you and keep up with you? Um, on Instagram and Facebook, it's at Heidi Oates, O-A-T-E-S. And on Facebook, Heidi Oates Art. I also have a TikTok that I don't know how to use, but you can follow <laughs> me there and you can try to get my daughter to help me with that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again You're for welcome. being here. Yeah. All right, guys, you know where to find us. So row pod on Instagram. You can send us an email at socialroompodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone you'd like to hear from. Or you can check out our website at socialroompodcast.com. All right, thanks for being here, Heidi. Bye, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.